0: just to launch this conversation. This is our playground.
1: They have spontaneous conversations. They don't play in this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist.
1: We should be friends. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of The Robin Callie Show. Tonight is our 75th episode. Episode yeah, Callie, so can you believe
0: that? Happy anniversary! I'm so proud of us. I don't know where the balloons and the confetti are, but I'm sure they'll be dropping from the sky momentarily. It's right, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. Thank it's you,
1: incredible. We're coming to you from the talk studios. We've got Sam on the board, we got Patrick, the intern, here. Robin Callier here. I can't believe it. Happy <laughs> anniversary. This I is know. just so wonderful that we started out with a laptop and a cheap mic in, <laughs> in some a- <laughs> $15 an hour office in New York City and now we're coming to you from a radio station.
0: I know. And remember we used to hear you know because it was one of those um like collective it wasn't as classy as like a WeWork so the walls were very like porous <laughs> so we could hear like a therapy session and some other business meeting going on all through the walls as we were trying to contain our audio it was really fun
1: right some guys on the phone and he, he has like a whole rack of clothes that he's trying to sell in the garment center and he's like i thought that deal was done and we're like dude we're trying to record like this really cool self-growth podcast can you just be a little more quiet great thanks
0: yeah we're trying to save lives and spirits here right right so we thought. i'm
1: sure your clothing line and your fashion line is so <laughs> important to the world but we we're, we're really trying to make a difference.
0: <laughs> it, it is I'm, I'm proud of us. I'm really, you know, it's it's nice to be sitting here and to be able to celebrate a nice um you know, a nice sort of landmark. Seventy five shows, man. A lot so, of blood, sweat and tears, literally for us.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been like a real journey. <laughs> it has been. And a real growth process. I mean, you wanna learn about self growth? <laughs> Start a podcast with a <laughs> with friend <us>. of yours. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Right, it's true. We've been it's been kind of a deconstructed experience because through it our friendship's been challenged, tested. Yeah. We've held up mirrors to each other that haven't been fun all the time. Yeah. And yet, you know, if we're gonna walk our own talk, we gotta kinda go through it as we're doing this process, right?
1: Well, I think, you know, again, we always try and be transparent on the show, use our own experience about what's going on to help mm-hmm. people and just share it with the world. And it's like a lot of times people hear us laughing and joking around, having a lot of fun. What they don't see behind the scenes <laughs> is, you know, us getting triggered by certain mm-hmm. things. Even today, I was thinking about the show and I have this sort of...
0: Are you mad at me for something No, right now? Not, oh, not, okay, are are you me. mad at
1: me? No. Okay. Just we're good. Re- All right. Yeah. We're peace. Peace. White flag. <laughs> Everything's good. Love Trump's hate, right? So, yes. Right. So um, but even today, I have this sort of ritual and tradition I do before the show and I kind of get ready. I listen to certain songs um, like Drake started from the bottom. Love that tune. You know that tune? Well, you've sang it to me before. It's great. Sang it to me so before. it kind of yeah pumps me up some little LL Cool J, you know. Anyway, so um, I'm bad anyway. So I do this thing before the show. And tonight I was thinking about just. I don't know. I got a little emotional just thinking about the whole process and the whole road we've been on to get here. It's kind of profound, you know, it was like, oh, this has like been a really great experience.
0: Yeah. And it's been and it has been again. we, you know, we've talked about this before, but it's definitely a measure of our commitment to trying to make something happen for ourselves that we care about. That's truly from the heart and that we truly hope serves or helps people, But it was really also um, represents, I think I can speak for both of us, in terms of motivating ourselves and giving ourselves a kick in the butt and also being um, diligent and committed and breaking through our fear and our growing pains and all our discomforts and So this is testament to that. So I think we can celebrate that a little bit. And it's Fat Tuesday, I think.
1: There you go. Right? Do you have beads? (laughs) I do at home. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I left them at home. I think just the fact that we're at 75 episodes and we're still laughing, that's a success. (laughs) You know, we're winning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, happy anniversary.
1: Happy anniversary to you. And and happy anniversary to our listeners. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for all the support through the 75 episodes. It's been wonderful for you to be a part of our tribe. And to be part of the show, and uh, I think we have a list of countries that are listening tonight. You can Callie. see me because you know I love to read these. Yeah, who's so we've listening? We've
0: got um, Hungary, Germany, Korea, New Jersey, our native home state. Um, I'm sure some others. Oh, New York, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Florida, and I'm sure some others. Maybe along the way, will will join us. So welcome to everybody. We always appreciate. Did you say Brooklyn? Oh, in Brooklyn, as opposed to New York. Brooklyn's in the house. (laughs) Yeah, Brooklyn is a separate entity in and of itself. (laughs) So we really appreciate it. It means a lot for us when we see our audience growing. So thank you all.
1: Yeah, totally. So welcome to the show. If you all want to call in and join the conversation at any time, the number's 877-480-4120. So tonight our topic is beshert and for all you non-Jews out there or P- or, Jews, or even Jews that don't know Jews Yiddish. that don't know Yiddish. Yeah, yeah that's a, I was thinking say. So it's like if you don't know any Yiddish, beshert in general we're going to talk to our guest we have a great guest tonight and um, we're going to talk to him about the meaning of beshert but generally I think we can sort of just describe it as destiny. And so we're going to have a whole conversation tonight and um, Callie, you love this word.
0: It's actually one of my favorite words. It always has been because, um, you know, it w- and we've had this conversation in the last few days, um, so I don't want to get caught in the weeds of the semantics, but I'm I'm pretty sure literally it has to do, um, the more narrow um, definition is about soulmates, is about finding your one true soulmate, and our guests can speak more to that um, and help us with that definition. But I've always loved the word, probably because I'm obsessed with the topic because it's been probably the most important desire I've had my whole life yeah and um, and I do find it to be a really pretty word I love what it represents and I have it on a ring that I've been wearing on my on my middle finger Uh. um, that I haven't taken off um, since I got this ring I had it made for me by a Israeli jewelry maker probably about 10 years ago and Mm. so I have that word on my yeah on my on my middle finger every day That's great. I don't know exactly what that means. Feel free to analyze. But yes, I'm a fan of the word. So when this guest came our way Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Sam, he'd gotten pitched to the station here and Sam was kind enough to offer him up to us, it, it all felt right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I remember my grandmother using this word a lot. She would say, oh, it's beshert and my mom uses the word. And I was thinking today, before I introduce our guest, I was thinking today about when I was very early in my spiritual road, learning in my early 20s and reading books and finding out about my own self-growth. I remember someone was passing around, back then they would, there was no internet, so they were passing around uh, flyers that were photocopied or things that were photocopied. And someone gave me a copy of something, and it was a letter from God. And it said something like, If you're alone and you're single and you haven't met that special someone yet, don't worry about it. Just keep looking up and away to me. And then at the right time, when you're both ready, you'll meet. And I've always remembered that letter that that's kind of the So, Were you sniffing
0: mimeographs also back then? No. While you were in this no, no. I, actually I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> I yeah. was really into that. Just like, sorry, I didn't mean to That's okay. a beautiful point. I like how Callie goes from
1: Bescher <laughs> to drug addiction <laughs> or no, chemical really... addiction. She's like, well, do, did you spend too much time in the copy room?
0: <laughs> it just sum- it just summoned up that memory when you said photocopy, so I'm sorry I didn't mean to that was no, a very nice that, point you were making yeah. I like that story.
1: No, but it's it's something that I still remember. And the fact that we just did an episode about singleness <laughs> I think it's very appropriate it that is. we have our guest tonight. Yeah, so,
0: and this was not planned, so it, it's even more beautiful. It's beshared
1: that we have our yes. guest tonight. So our guest tonight in the show is Herb Freed, and he's got such a great name. And Herb started his adult life as an ordained rabbi, and then eventually he resigned his pulpit to become a movie director. Mm-hmm. Um, he's directed and produced 15 feature films, most of which have had psychological, spiritual, and or social themes. He's also now an author, and he just put out a book called "Beshert."
2: So welcome to the show, Herb. Well, thank you so much, and a happy anniversary to the two of you. Thank you so
0: <laughs> much. It's so nice to have you to celebrate our 75th show. Thank you.
2: Oh. It's, it's, it's my great pleasure to be talking to you guys. Uh, you know, I, first of all I, I love your show I love the fact that you are two semi-enlightened friends <laughs> to talk openly And I don't think you're semi at all I think you're wow. extremely enlightened friends uh, who talk openly And I'm delighted to talk to you
0: Well that's very kind You don't know us that well so give us a that, chance We might add the semi back to that's, back.
1: That's true but at the same time we'll take whatever compliments <laughs> yes, we, we can we get Herb <laughs> So thank you Thank <laughs> you very, very much Welcome to the show Herb it was so great to talk to you the other today And uh, you remind me of, um, you know, my dad and also my grandfather. So that old Jewish guy who has all this wisdom, really great vibe, a lot of peace. You know, you can tell he's lived a a very colorful life. So welcome to the show.
0: And he says old with love. love. He's not suggesting you are. He just it's means, okay. you know. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean older, yeah. you know, like yeah, an, an, el- an elder. Yeah, there we an elder go. statesman. An, an elder. So I think, Herb, to start this conversation, maybe you can explain what is beshert?
2: Beshert is a, a, is a Yiddish word, which means uh, preordained or meant to be, uh, or between two lovers meant for one another, meant for each other. And it's a concept that derives from the Kabbalah, the Jewish mysticism, with the uh, belief, uh, based on the belief, that uh, in every generation God finds two, uh, a single soul that he divides into two. And these two souls develop into human beings, into people, and their mission in life is to find one another, because they are bashert. And when they find one another, they spend all of their lives together, and uh, according to the Kabbalah, uh, into eternity and forever. And uh, you know, sometimes uh, an author uh, knows, uh, is better, less able to describe a book than a view, reviewer. Uh, the, the one review that just came out last week, when the book came out on Valentine's Day.
0: Congratulations, uh, book, uh, by the today, way.
2: I uh, was a terrific uh, reviewer in San Diego. And his, the title of his essay was, uh, or review, uh, that uh, Can Love Transcend Death? And that was uh, a theme that we deal with, because the idea of being bashert, of being preordained for someone, is a profound concept and one that, uh, that stays with you for your entire life.
1: Okay, okay, so again, congratulations on the book. yes. <laughs> um, so is is destiny too broad a word for Becher, or is this a type of Behar that you've written about in this love story in your book Beert?
2: Well one could one could say destiny uh, provided you accept the fact that destiny is also preordained. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the idea is that that for all of us, for everyone, there is the possibility, of finding your bashert, of the one for whom you were intended in this life. And that's the premise of my book.
0: Well, I'm so glad you you know that's I'm so glad number one because that's I was saving that as the you know the big question to end our show. So thank you for offering that. That's a good te- a deep tease for later on when we get to um, you know just the uh, the likelihood of people finding theirs and if everybody is meant to. But let's start um, and we've got about two minutes before our first break, so we'd like to start just to get a little bit into your story. When did you first learn the word and what was your relationship with the idea of like finding soulmates? Was that like a word that you even knew? Was as you were growing up?
2: Well, I, as a child in a, in a, in a house that, uh, where there was a lot of Yiddish spoken, uh, I had heard the word bashert, but it wasn't, quite frankly, until I went into rabbinical school and I could hear people like uh, Abraham Joshua Heschel talk about uh, the preordination uh, that accompanies us through life and how we weave in and out and how we are... We, we sometimes know, we just know when we look at a certain person that there's a special relationship there. And uh, so th- that concept was really, uh, took, uh, took seed in my mind uh, as, a, as a rabbinical student. And I thought about it and, and, con- and, and contemplated about it all that time.
1: So it doesn't necessarily just apply to love. It can be like a soulmate as far as a friend or a family member or even a co-worker.
2: It it could very well be. There are many different there are many different varieties. Uh, uh, The one that I deal with in the book it deals with with two lovers.
1: Okay, okay. Well, we're going to talk all about your book and this love story when we come back from the break. You're listening to the Robin Calley Show. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to talkradio.nyc, The Rob and Callie Show. And during the break, Rob and I hit an all-time high in celebration of our 75th show, um, he accidentally drank my water and now our you know our germs are commingling on styrofoam cups. That's right. It's very exciting. It's, it's getting crazy <laughs> in this studio, <laughs> I shouldn't people. Say, I'm saying styrofoam, which you know, <laughs> given how conscious Sam and the Wellness Center are, uh, um, it, you know, everybody here is, I probably shouldn't advertise that, but yes, I said styrofoam. Um, so we are here with our guest tonight, Herb Fried, who is a rabbi turned filmmaker, turned writer. We're here to celebrate his new book called Besheret. We're talking about... Um, Soulmates and Kindred Spirits so Herb what we'd like to ask you um, for next is if you can just speak to your personal experience with, um, with with love and finding your soulmate what was the muse for this book
2: well uh, you know the, I, I think I, uh, I may have mentioned one time one of Arian's very favorite uh, expressions was that uh, all biography is fiction and all fiction is biography mm-hmm. so we, you, you tell the story you tell the story that you know, and this is a story that I know, and quite frankly, uh, I sometimes think of myself as, uh, as the, 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 the ancient mariner who grabs people and says, look, I've got a story. I've got to tell you about my story, <laughs> and that is the way I felt about it. You know, I, I've written many screenplays and uh, you know, made a lot of films, and I think I may have mentioned that I spend oh, three to five months on a script, uh, but this book took me five years, every single day to write, and it was a, it was a compulsion. I had to do it. I had a story, and I had to tell it. I've experienced a kind of a, a, a love in my life that uh, uh, I just uh, had to talk about. And then as I began to explore, I find that there were other people who, who, who found the same kind of union, the kind of, oh, the union that... I would say transcends death it's the kind of thing that goes on into eternity forever and I have a belief about that I do believe it happens
0: so um, just to well so to speak to your book um, it's the story of a man and a woman who um, found each other and quickly discovered that they were soulmates and developed a very loving and deep um, marriage that lasted for almost 30 years that's right right um, can you tell us a little bit more about that story and how it parallels your life?
2: Yeah, well, the, uh, the the story uh, is uh, is one of a meeting uh, that, uh, that we had. We were both uh, well, I'd say into our middle years. Uh, she was uh, she had been married to a, a very well known movie star and uh, was divorced, bitter divorce. And I was married uh, to uh, a a Broadway actress, brilliant, uh, talented, and we were married for uh, quite a few years, and then she passed away. Uh, And a year and a half after she passed away, uh, I happened to go to a screening uh, uh, at the Writers Guild here in California, and there was someone there, and that was Marion. She looked at me, I looked at her, and we both, it's, it's like being struck. By, by you know by, by lightning, uh, it is that uh, we just knew that we were meant for each other, and as it turned out, I was a director, uh, and uh, Marian was a film writer and a film editor, and so uh, we decided to try to work together, and it became it was a wonderful relationship. We were inside each other's heads. You know, uh, we would say uh, if we're making a shooting a scene, we would say should I go this way or that way, and whoever said it. Uh, the other one would say, "That's exactly what I was just thinking." You know, we, so we were that deeply connected, and so uh, and and uh, we traveled around the world. We made movies uh, in Guatemala, in in uh, Jamaica, in Paris, in Rome, one in Israel, and we traveled all over the world. And it was a glorious, glorious life. Uh, and unfortunately, Marion was stricken with a terrible disease called lupus. And uh, and it was uh, very debilitating, and uh, and we had to live through that for the last few years of her life. But we were never closer, even when she was she was sick and we were confined to, uh, to staying home. It was a it was a just a beautiful love affair, and uh, and so that's what I'm writing about because I've discovered as I've written the book and it's now out, I've been getting letters from people who say you're telling my story. Mm-hmm. So this is not something that uh, happened only to me. But I'm glad that I I can stay, that I can talk to you and explain to you that, yes, it did happen to me. It can happen to you. It has happened to others.
1: Well, that's really good news. I (laughs) got to tell you, because you're you're talking to two people who are single (laughs) and we're listening to your story and we have these big old smiles on our face because we're so inspired at the possibility and just hearing you talk about it, you know, we can hear the love that you had for Marianne and the... Connection that y'all had, and it does inspire me. Um, you know, we again we did a Valentine's Day episode about singleness. <laughs> we did, we didn't know what program. else. To, yeah, <laughs> we didn't know what else to do except talk about our single lives and how we're dealing with it, and you know, just the fact that we we still both are hoping that we'll meet someone. So it's so great to hear about that, Herb.
2: Well, I, I certainly do believe it's there. Uh, it's possible, and it can happen. My, I also have a theological belief that there is there is a a hand you can call it you can call it destiny you can call it bashert, that tries to guide you, but we have to be aware of it. You know, sometimes that inner voice can say, "Go down the street and turn left," uh, and then you go down the street and say, "I don't know, I'll turn right," and you and you hear God give a azei. <laughs> trying hard, to, to, trying hard. Give me a break, kids. You know, listen, listen, listen. You know, and, and that's really a secret too. You, it has to be the right amount, the right timing, when you are ready to listen, when you're ready to hear. And, and if you're ready to hear, and you can prepare for that, uh, and you, it's, it's, you, you have a very good chance that you, you can find your out.
0: So I'd like to ask you then: How do you? Two questions actually. Um, how do you get ready? How do you hear? And once you do hear, and it comes your way, what does it feel like?
2: I, I, I could you get? I'm having a little trouble hearing. Would you once more?
0: Can you hear me? Can you hear me now?
2: Yes. As I they do.
0: as they say on those commercials, um, I'll start with the first question. What is it? Um, is there something that you can suggest both, um, from a, you know, from a rabbi perspective and from a, um, just a, you know, a human, um, creative soul perspective, is there a way to get ready or to hear God, you know, God's words to you or divine, you know, um, the divine energies guidance. Is there a way to open yourself up to hear those signs to, you know, I, to get closer to finding that person?
2: That's a, that's an excellent question. And, uh, and I, I think, from my perspective, I can certainly say yes, I do believe. But then I, I look at uh, you know Rob's uh, uh, bio, and I see that he's a life coach. So you know, I think he would have a lot, a, a lot to say in that uh, in that regard as well.
1: Oh, but as- Rabbi, Rabbi, I must interrupt. You know, we're very interested in your wisdom about this. So please offer whatever thoughts you have about it.
2: Well, yeah, m- my own I, my own thought is you simply. Have to be, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Herb. Well, um, my 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 deep belief is that you have to constantly be ready. You have to be aware. Sometimes we we allow ourselves to be so bogged down in uh, in the negative things that happen in our lives, and Lord knows there are many. Uh, but you have to overcome that, and you have to simply be able to learn to look at people. When you walk down the street, when you're in a restaurant, when you're in a supermarket, and you see the eyes of some people, I noticed one of the things that I noticed particularly, uh, I I lived in New York for 20 years, and something I found in New York that I I didn't find uh, in Ohio where I grew up was that people are are careful not to engage someone else's eyes unless they know them. Um, I I remember my first year at Columbia. I was walking uh, on the campus, and uh, I, uh, someone came toward me, and I said, "Hi," and the guy stopped and said, "Do I know you? <laughs> well, why are you Why are you saying hello to me, <laughs> talking to me?" And I think that's uh, that happens in very large cities, and, and uh, you know, I came from a small town, but there's something in that being able to simply accept the fact that there are other human beings who are not necessarily out to rob you or to hurt you or but simply would like to exchange uh, a word a kind word uh, and within that when you when you allow yourself to just be open allow yourself to look and to see and to smile my god it's not so hard and it's, and then you will find I promise you as you smile that smile will be returned to you and uh, and I think that's a that's a Practice that's that's really worth it. Uh, I've I've acquired it in my life, and uh, and I, I find it uh, extremely rewarding.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just wondering though, before you met Marion, did you go through times where you felt like you may never meet someone again? And then after you met her, what are some of the other special things that connected you both where you felt that shared connection?
2: Well, uh, those those are two excellent. Questions. Uh, the first is when my first wife passed away, I was, uh, I was unprepared for anything else. I, didn't, I was 50 years old or 49 years old, and I didn't think anything was coming along. But uh, when I met Marion, everything seemed to fall into place. We love the same books, we love the same uh, stories, we love the same movies, we love the same songs. Uh, in fact, one of the things that Marion did when we first got together, she said, list 10 songs, <laughs>
0: favorite,
2: and I'll list 10 of my favorites, and, we're, and let's exchange them. Now, I'm not going to tell you that they were all the same.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tell us that.
2: <laughs> Eight out of the 10 songs, you know, matched. Wow. That's beautiful. So I thought tell- that, was a, that was pretty exciting
1: yeah you always talk about meant you to be find
2: in others. and if you sometimes once again learn to listen, you know and you, you find that particularly people who who love you and whom you love, and you have to learn to you have to allow for words that sometimes are not intended and let them go let go don't you know don't don't hold the, don't hold grudges uh, you know Marion used to talk about. Uh, you know the 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 tragedy of, of many people who hang on to uh to grievances. And you can you just can't hang on to grievances and live a happy life. Yeah. You have to let things go. The little stuff you gotta let it go. Bigger things you deal with. But the little stuff that gets in the way you gotta let ease up. And I deal with a lot of that in the book too.
0: So with the um we have about a minute and a half before we go to our next break, can you tell us quickly what it felt like the the fact that you knew immediately what did it feel like given that you had never quite had that feeling before.
2: Uh, when I met Marion.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, it's hard to to di- differentiate. If you remember The Godfather, you know, when when uh, he goes to 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 uh, this little village in Sicily, mm-hmm. yeah. he sees a woman, and there they call it the stroke, you know, the the sun stroke. And you're struck, and it suddenly it comes in your eyes. And I, I don't know that, uh, you know, I didn't feel a stroke, and I didn't feel a, you know my head splitting, but I just saw something, and I saw someone, and I watched her speak, I listened to her speak, and all I knew was I wanted to hear more, mm. I wanted to see more, I wanted to talk more. That's great.
0: Oh, we're I'm swooning over here, Herb. I just have to say thank you for it. It's so <laughs> so beautiful. It's just such a nice energy, even to hear your story. So with that, we're going to go into our next break. When we come back, we'd like to hear more about what it's like to build the bridge when you can You know, when you do, sadly, lose your soulmate as a way to continue that that bond. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to the Robin Callie Show tonight. Our guest is Herb Freed who is the author of Beshert. It's a love story. Um, And uh, we were talking during the break, Herb. I got to tell you something. I have a therapist. He's 90 years old. And he's like this older Jewish guy. And he's like my grandfather. Both of my grandfathers passed away. And I was very close with one of my grandfathers. And he passed away years ago, like 13 years ago. And 14 years ago. And anyways, so my therapist is kind of like my grandfather in a way, just the way he talks to me. And Herb, I want you to know that when I come to L.A., I definitely have to get together with you because you're my, my new L.A. grandpa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, be my very great pleasure. Uh, uh, but that's on one condition. You bring Callie with you. All right. That,
0: oh, I was. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, I, I just said to the guys uh, I'd love, here. I'd love to entertain you. Show
2: you my California. Yeah.
0: I just said to the guys here, I wish he lived in New York because I'd need to like hang out with him a little. I need a fix of someone like you, so it's such a joy even to start this way. Um,
1: yeah, no, there's just something about. You know, hearing an older person who has so much wisdom in life, but you have such a gentle soul, Herb, and it comes through, and it's something that we try and represent on the show. So you're part of our tribe now.
2: Yes. Well, uh, thank you. I'm I, I'm so happy to be uh, to be a member. Great. So we talked before
0: the break. Um, it's hard because there's so much in your beautiful story, and you know, time is never uh, enough when we want to dig into something like this, but. Can you speak to um, when it was time to, when, 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 when Marion passed, and just what that process was like for you in terms of trying to maintain a soulmate relationship in spirit?
2: Uh, that's, a, that's another excellent question. If I can ask you or just remind your viewers, that uh, a lot of this uh, is uh, in an interview I did with KNBC here in, uh, in, uh, in California, and it's on the website. Uh, the website is www.herbfreed.com. That's Herb, H-E-R-B-F-R-E-E-D, www.herbfreed.com, And uh, I was asked that, that precise question uh, by the uh, NBC viewer, uh, interviewer, and uh, I had to think, uh, to, to put myself back into that place of where I was, trying to trying to find out how, how to put my shoes on, how to get out of bed in the morning. Uh, because when you when you have a life that is so full, uh, and it's a life that is made of, of a two, that is you and, and your bashert, and your life is everything together, and you, you find yourself not even having to speak all the time, you just... A word or two will enlighten, make the other one laugh, make the other one feel something, make the other one uh, remember something. So this is the way that your life was. And ours was particularly because we, we quite frankly, we used to drink uh, and we smoked and we danced. We danced on our, on our, our balconies here every Shabbat we had we had the best time and we would have I, i'd put on a tuxedo and i mean who knows i mean we were just we, it was just they were high times and when we worked we worked uh, we worked with each other's uh, hearts and souls and bodies but when we played we just we had the most glorious time and we wrote together you know she was uh she was a, a writer and i i tried my hand at writing and uh, but the truth of the matter is, uh, I couldn't write a letter without giving it to her to, to, to improve and to correct. Uh, and so there was that bond that was so deep and so real so that when the bond was suddenly split and she was no longer here, uh, I, was, I was confounded. I didn't know what to do. I know now that the bond was not split, that, this, that, was, that the, the, the bond was never severed. Uh, and it took me all this time to understand that we can be reunited, and I really do feel that. Some of your audience may think that's a little crackpot, but uh, and I might have at one time in my life as well. But now I know it can happen, and it did happen, and I believe it happens to many other people too.
1: Yeah, so one thing that we talk about on the show a lot, Herb, is past lives and how, you know, I I personally believe, and you know, I think Callie's talked about this as well. That you know, we choose the people we have in our life before we come as a soul. We choose our family. We choose a lot of friends. We choose lovers that we meet up with. We choose our parents. We choose well, yeah. And it's like just a lot of it is to learn lessons. So it sounds like that's what you're referring to.
2: Yeah, precisely.
0: And I'd like to know to that point, then, how did you, and, and for us, you know, you can't get too woo-woo for us. We, you know, we don't, we don't scare easily over, around here. But yes, in respect for people that, um, or in deference, I should say, for people that might not um, believe in afterlife or um, psychic mediumship or connecting in spirit, you know, that's fine. They don't have to. But, you know, we're interested in hearing for you, because it is your story, how you did reconnect with Marion. How I like what? How did you reconnect with her after she passed?
2: Ah, oh, that, that uh, every day it was a, it was it, it took something more. Uh, I, I, I live with her, with her work, her her books, her the things she's written, uh, several books, the screenplay that she's done, and then I look at all the pictures we've taken, and I once again relive so many of the incidents, so many of the times. And in fact, there's one one picture especially on that website uh, when you go down and you see the two of us together. Uh, our arms is wrapped around each other, and uh, the, uh, and a degree of laughter that I could never duplicate. I don't <laughs> think, but it was there was a certain happiness that that it, that it was just it, it just emanated from us. And I do believe that happens. And I don't think you have to you go and start out believing in anything. I think the belief comes as you allow yourself to feel, and you allow yourself to accept that just this feeling that i that, that, that I'm experiencing right now is something beyond what is normal or what could even be written about because it it doesn't it, it's nothing material it's something totally spiritual uh, but that doesn't make it any less real
1: yeah yeah you, I I remember after my pop passed away and my grandfather my dad passed away I've had very vivid dreams where I really believe they visited me in my dreams have you had that with Marion
2: absolutely yeah Absolutely. <laughs> I, I you know, I, I see her all the time, uh, and uh, and, I, and I, I laugh with her all the time. I, sometimes, uh, and I'll, I'll dance. I'll still dance by myself, but uh, with my shadow. But I know that we're dancing together. Uh, so you can retain that, and that not only retain, but it sustains me. Uh, and, and and it is possible. And I can't think of any other way to to survive. Uh, you know, the, the, the loss. Uh, some people do, uh, and they, they have their own way. But I think anyone who, who reads my book will, will realize that it can happen a different way. It can happen my way. I believe so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think about. I mentioned this to you on the phone, and you know, this is maybe getting more into this to the spiritual weeds. But I, I mentioned to you that I'd lost a, um, a boyfriend that passed away almost uh, about fourteen, almost fifteen years ago, and i actually had very beyond the dreams and even as recently as two months ago i mean i have very palpable experiences where he is unquestionably communicating to me from the other side i have no doubt now i come to the table with a pretty open belief system toward this anyway so i'm not a tough audience for this experience and i've worked um, with mediums along the way and um, so it's very much my my life and my belief system but it was, I, I mean, so many times where I would ask a question and then the answer would show up or he'd show himself in so many ways that I can't even, you know, all the stories would take way too much time right now. Um, did you experience that with, with Marion too? Or are you describing more of a uh, a feeling and a memory and just that those were palpable? Or did you have more no. kind of spiritual um, experiences where she was sort of speaking no, to I, you from I the think, other
2: side? Uh, sorry. I think what you've, what you've just described is something that uh, is, open, is, is available to all of us, and that is openness. You're open, and it doesn't have to relate necessarily to, to the experience of, of death or of uh, loss or of, of the other. I think, uh, I think you experience that when, you're, when, you're, when your brain, when your heart is ready to receive uh, messages, and I do believe messages come in many, many forms. I, there's no doubt in my mind that I get messages from Marianne. Uh, uh, but it, you know we we we'll all we all have different different sources and different ways of of uh accepting that and dealing with that but I do I, I do understand what you're saying and I, I think you I think we're right on the same page.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes someone taught me this I think it was a spiritual advisor uh suggested to me to ask loved ones who've passed over specifically for a message and so sometimes when i'm going to sleep i'll ask my pop or my dad for a message you know or something like that or maybe during my day i'll just ask them for a message and i always see them in like a white suit and they're holding up like a a postcard or like a um like a sign or something you know what do you call it i guess like a, a poster, like board. poster board like poster board yeah and there's some word on it or a phrase ah. or something and it always applies to what's going on in my life so whether i'm crazy and making that up or it's actually happening it works it helps
2: well, it, it, how can you how, how you cannot deny it it happened yeah you can you can call it crazy you can call it whatever you like but yeah. the fact is that it was real it actually happened yeah it, yeah. it doesn't mean that you can it, it, it's you can touch it it doesn't mean that it has Dimension, physical dimensions, but you do. I mean, I must tell you that one of the things that I had done for much of my life, uh, when I was uh, directing movies, uh, and every morning, uh, if, if I had to be up at a certain hour, I'd find that an hour before, I'd have to be up and just lie there and allow every, just think about the, the, the coming day and what was it, how was I going to stage this show, how was I going to do that shot. How is I going to make this happen and I do believe that you could that, that in that that space in that that area that's neither day nor night that's neither you know dark nor light uh, there are there are ways to communicate and I, I, however it comes from however it happens uh, I do believe that I don't think it would be denied there are, I mean how would anybody write a book if that's not in your head so does you don't start out uh, how did anybody you know, do all the things that you've done Kelly you know, I mean, you have, to, you have to have experienced it. And so when you do experience it, you know it's true. I hard think- to describe, but we just know some things we take on faith.
0: And it's so deeply personal. And, it, you know, until you've experienced it, it's hard. You know, some people, people have different belief systems and they're open or they're not or it's crazy or it's woo woo That's all fine. It's not for anybody to prove it to anyone else. But I think we can, you know, I've been around plenty of people. Like I said, I've had enough of my own experiences and your story obviously is significant and valid and, um, you know, and experienced by you. And um, I think until somebody experiences it, it's it's sort of a hard thing to describe. And I do believe you can ask for it um, and that if you need to have, you know, a message or some sort of validation that someone is still with you. Love is a very transcendent, energetic thing that doesn't really have the, you know, boundaries that we think it does. What I'd ask you, Herb, in our remaining minute before we go to our next break is what do you say to people that are in pain or may have just lost a, a soulmate?
2: I'm sorry?
0: What would you say, very quickly, please, what, what would you say to someone who's recently lost a soulmate in terms of trying to maintain a sense of hope?
2: Well, I think, uh, I, I think there, there are stages. Uh, I don't think you can deny the pain. The pain is there, uh, and you, you, have, you experience it, and, and, and it's, uh, it's heart-wrenching. Uh, but the, uh, but it, the pain is not the end. I mean, you can go through the pain. You receive the pain, you accept it, And then you move on, but by moving on, depending upon your your age, depending upon your 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 beliefs, for me, moving on meant becoming closer. It meant getting closer to Marian. For other people, it might mean learning to open themselves to other experiences, depending upon what period of your life. And we all have limited number of days and years. But uh, depending upon how what your goals are, what your what your pleasures are, what your, what 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 you how you see the your life, and what is the value, what is important in your life, and when you when you have some sense of that, you simply go with it, and it comes to you. If you open yourself, it will it will enter, it will come in. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And and you know, one thing I found is grieving is a process. You know, it takes time. Mm-hmm. So with that, Herb, we're going to go to. Our next break. I think it's it's, it's our last break. I, I can't know, believe the show's so flown by. So Lovely. you're listening to.
2: It's great talking to
1: you, folks. It's, it's great talking to you. So we'll be right back.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to TalkRadio.nyc, The Robin Callie Show. We are talking with the. Precious, adorable, and sagely, Herb Fried, rabbi turned filmmaker turned author. His most recent book is called *Bashert*, and we're talking about soulmates on every level. So, <clears throat> Herb, before we get to um, just sort of the broader picture about what we, you know, what, how we can help our listeners and and Rob and I. To get closer to finding Arbacesheret, what we'd like—we'll take
1: all the help we, we can would, get. We, we we are shameless. We
0: need some help. That's we right. do, um, but we'd like to know what would you like people to take away from the book? What's your intention with people reading your book?
2: Uh, well, well, the, there are many levels. The book, uh, in addition to being a, a love story about preordained lovers, it's an adventure story. And people experience uh, all kinds of things uh, in different cultures. Rastafarianism uh, uh, in Nepal, uh, they uh, they go to an, to an ashram. There are there are a lot of very exciting things that happen in the book. But the thing is that I would like people to take away from this book uh, is hope. There is there's a uh, there's a powerful. Uh, uh, element in our lives that sustains us in, in hard times, and good times, and that's hope. And that things can be better, and you, you mustn't ever, ever lose that. Uh, and the, the book, I think, comes to a, a very uh, interesting and different ending. It's been described in some of the reviews really beautifully, I must say. Uh, uh, and uh, if, if your audience gets a chance to, to check out that website, the www.herbfree.com I think they'll see a lot of different uh, things that will the, the very question that you've asked but uh, I will have uh, answered in more detail uh, or responded to in greater detail but the the whole idea uh, of being uh, of finding this kind of love in your life that expands your life it almost doubles, triples, quadruples your life uh uh, is it, is such an ex, excursion through through your years that when it's over, when it's when it appears to be over, uh, you're, you, the, the the living through the jolt of loss uh, is something that you have to learn to overcome, and I do deal with that quite a bit at the end of the book, yeah. uh, and how you overcome it. Different people will do it different ways. Mine was uh, is is very gratifying for me. And other people will deal with it as they do.
1: Yeah, 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 sure. It's kind of an individual journey and experience for Mm -hmm. everybody, right? Um, You know, Herb, as far as, you know, not to be selfish, but to get back to... Callie uh, and me as far as our singleness our, our so, lonely hearts so, club here in New York so, City like I'm not that worried about whether I'm going to meet someone or not I know I'm going to meet a woman eventually and, and settle down with I think for and
0: I, I am a little worried on certain days I get into not to interrupt you but just the you know the, the fear and the loneliness and the selling myself short with other relationships because you wonder if it's ever going to happen you know to the capacity that you're talking about so I just wanted to you know, just right. wanted to throw that in
1: there. So Callie's worried I'm not. So now that we have that clear. No, but see, the thing is that, you know, there are some days where I'm like, oh, maybe it won't happen. Maybe I'm just going to be alone the rest of my life. And then hope comes in, that power that you talked about, Herb, and it says, no, of course you're not meant to be alone. And and what I found and it sounds so cliche, but it's so true that I feel like the best way for me to attract someone is for me to enjoy my life and put that vibe out of joy on my own. As much as I can possibly feel the peace and the joy on my own, then when I'm ready, when the universe thinks the time is right, then I will meet that special someone. Is that something that you think as well, Herb?
2: Well, I oh, I don't think it's over at all. I think... I think when, oh, when you're, when you're <laughs> open, this happening, it can happen to you at any time. And the the glory of it once you you know you, once you've entered into that kind of relationship, everything in your life expands and becomes glorious. I mean, you the things that you do together you could never do alone. The the the, the being with someone else when you're both reading the same reading the book or both singing together or both dancing or uh, or watching a show, or reading, what however, however you spend your days and your nights, being together is a. Is, you just know that is the. That is what God meant for us. We are. We are a union, and uh, you know. And, and, and uh, in, in the Kabbalah, I think I may have mentioned that. Uh, you know, there is the there is the, the notion that God actually commands us, you know, to find our, our, our our helpmate in life. Uh, and to unite body and soul, because this is the purpose of creation, and I do believe that. And uh, you know, and those, and, and if you, how, however you've experienced it on any level, you just know the difference. And so that's what you strive for.
0: Yeah. So are you? So do you believe that everybody in this lifetime is meant to find it? Are you always meant to? Is one always meant to find their soulmate? And is there only one?
2: Uh, that, that's a difficult question. Are, will, it, will it happen? It's hard to say. Uh, can it happen? Absolutely. Should it happen? Definitely. <laughs> so I think uh, you just have to be open and you never know. You know sometimes uh, you know you could it could be it would come in in, in the strangest way. You know when Marion's and mine came when we were both at a uh, at a, a, a Writers' Guild, uh, reading of the uh, screenplays, and there were, you know, 500 people in the audience, and uh, they asked for uh, comments on, the, on what was the, the project that was being read, and people responded differently, and uh, at one point, uh, I thought they'd be, the, the crowd was getting a little vicious, so I stood up and said what I wanted to say.
1: <laughs> Go Herb!
2: And, and, and afterward, you know, at the, at the, the, uh, where you, the, with the cheese dips and the, the, and, the, the, and the cheese cubes and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> this person knocked, tapped me on the shoulder. I turned around, and I was stunned. The most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. And she said, did you say this and that and that? I said, yes. Did I offend? She said, oh, God knows. She said, you said it. What I loved was the way you said it. I said, well, how was that? She said, kindly. Mm. and we just stood there, and we couldn't say anymore. But we both knew. She knew when she heard my voice, and I knew when I heard her voice. And then, you know, it it happens in in strange ways. Mm. But you have to be open. You have to be available.
0: Mm.
2: Cosmos will help.
0: So what do you say to people? Because there's a lot of people that are in loving relationships and have their version of what their partner is or their good matches or their soulmate or whatever word you want to use but maybe it's not the the one, the one into the capacity that you describe. Do you not that you can advise anybody what to do with their relationship? But do you think it's more important to stay um, to not sell yourself short and to sort of stay single and keep that space open for the right person, as opposed to continuing to just be with people that are you know nice company?
2: Yeah, I think you, uh, you Kelly. I think you have to be available. In other words, you you have to. You, you You can't just put yourself in a position where you where you will not be able to hear that person, where you won't be able to hear that new voice. Uh, to the contrary, I think it's important to to spread your your social life and get out a little bit and to hear other voices and to see other people uh, and uh, to, to just be aware that it's it's possible. It's out there. it could be out there. And it might happen to you. It could happen to you. Mm-hmm. And if you believe strongly enough, and you're open to it. When you hear that voice, I do believe you'll know it.
1: And so, Herb, I've always been told that when you really find your soulmate, you just know. So, to people that are in relationships where they're not really sure, and they they've you know been thinking about it for a while, and they don't know if they should stay in it or get out of it, is it the kind of thing where you think they may have not met their soulmate
2: yet? Well, there's one one uh, troubling word that you use, and that is uh, thinking, thinking, thinking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you evaluate, you start thinking: Is this the right one? Does she have a this? She do that. She do that. She do that. And I think you have to drop that. I think because that becomes negative. Yeah. And so you have to allow yourself to be open to things that you didn't expect. See, by saying you know. Uh, uh, well, she doesn't have this, he doesn't have that, you're, you're, uh, in, you're imposing on the possible relationship something that maybe shouldn't be there. So I think the idea is just to be more open. It's right. like, you know, sometimes when you, when you hear a, jo- a joke that you weren't prepared for, and the kind of laughter that, that explodes from you is, is different right. from, you know, expecting to hear a joke from you know, a certain source. Right. So, uh, right. You have to, if you, if you're open uh, to new experience, if you're, if you allow yourself not to be judgmental and not to be negative, I think you stand a much better chance.
0: Well, Rabbi, in our closing moments, um, first of all, I would personally like to extend an invitation for you to start a dating um, service for those of us who need you. Because I think you might have something that certain online services don't offer. So I just want to plant that seed. Herb's angels. (laughs) Herb's (laughs) angels. Thank you so much. We just want to remind everybody, Herb Freed is the author of the book. But share it. Check it out. Herb, where can everybody find your book?
2: Oh, I think the best. Well, the uh, the best way to go is Amazon. We just got our first uh, review from Amazon, and it's a rave. Uh, and you know, uh, and uh, Amazon or uh, Barnes and Noble or any of the others. But the, the best way I would recommend is to go to the website www.herbfree.com, and it'll tell you so much about the book and about all the things that you and I have been talking about. Uh, and so I, I'd be I'm, I'm I'm very grateful to you for. Letting people know about it, that it's
1: out there. Great, great. Herb, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It's been fantastic. Well, thank
0: you both
2: so much. I love talking to you. And,
0: and for celebrating. It's really, it's not, it's not an accident that this is our 75th show, and we're having this conversation with you. So thank you for that. It was beshared. was
1: beshared. That's right. It was beshared. So yep. thanks a lot, Herb. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you both. Take See. care. Oh, yeah, on. no, thanks, Herb. Take care, y'all.